everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome. studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving it. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers, you're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews, The Snyder Cut with Sky and Colin. And get ready because this is a nine hour episode. Ah! <laughs> We're putting in a full shift on your bitch ass. <laughs> We're throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you. Yeah. We have the anti-life algorithm, which is perfect because if you love DC movies, you already have no life. Oh, damn. It's a came in hot on the fanboys throwing it down. That's right. <laughs> this is our first episode of the 2021 season of two dudes movie reviews. And Man, are we starting it off with a bang? Yeah. Yes, we are. I'm not gonna spoil I'm not gonna spoil anything. I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not even gonna spoil anything. I'm not even gonna do it. Don't even bother. Don't even waste your breath on these swampy fucks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're gonna have like a like some DC fanboys or whatever are gonna be like looking for review of this movie. They're going to like find us. They're going to come on and listen to this and they're going to hear us shitting on it right away. Immediately. And they're just going to be like, shut it off. They don't even know how we feel about the movie. That's true. I was yeah. just making fun. Just I having know. a good time. Everybody relax. Relax. People are very sensitive about this movie. Oh my God. Tell me about it. People have been crying about it for the last fucking four years. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, shut the fuck up. People are, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We've been talking about this movie for weeks now, anticipating and knowing full well that we were going to not only watch this, but like basically commit like a, like a half a work shift to this. Cause this, this is a, this is an event. This is an, an adventure. This is a real commitment. Yes. Yes, it is. I know you went. You went full regalia. You you watched it all in one sitting. Oof. I didn't think I was going to do it. I had full intentions of breaking it because it's broken up into chapters. It's full intentions of just splitting it up hour by hour, spreading it out over the course of a week. Then it came down to like, oh, shit, we're doing the episode in like two days. And so I watched the entire <laughs> thing. Yeah, I split it up. I watched like half of it like the night before. And then the next day I actually went out, saw Godzilla vs. Kong and then came back and watched that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I I couldn't do four hours sitting. I I just couldn't. Well, we're here now. We did it for you. 
And now you have to listen to us. Now, <laughs> we're going to do you guys a big favor and go ahead and not make this four hours long because um, what gives you the right? <laughs> what gives you the right? I'm not wearing hockey pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I feel like there's a lot to talk about with this There's movie. a lot to talk about. How could there I not think, be? Uh, it's four hours long. <laughs> there better be. <laughs> no. Four hours long and there's not a lot to talk about. That would be very upsetting. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, we might, we might fly through some of this episode just so we can get to the actual review and then get into all that. But, um, yeah, man, I'm excited. First movie of 2021. We need to come up with a nickname. Maybe we shouldn't come up with a nickname because when we come up with nicknames for the years, then the years become bad. But, yeah. <laughs> that was our experience with the double deuce. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I, I was thinking about like, you know, upcoming movie reviews that we're doing. We're doing this. We're doing Godzilla. We've got Mortal Kombat coming up. I, I don't know if we're going to do one on like nobody, but uh, we got like a bunch of like kind of like a actiony blockbustery movies coming up. And I was like, are we kind of getting into the summer cram? Like we're not going to be cramming them because there's not enough movies. But like this feels like that season. You know what I mean? Yeah, it really does. Weather's starting to warm up here in New York. You got, I mean, mm-hmm. you're in Florida, so you already know. But yeah, it does feel very summer crammy. We got this. We got Godzilla versus Kong. We got Mortal Kombat coming. We got a lot of a lot of the actiony blockbuster stuff. We got Black Widow coming soon. Like, mm-hmm. feels kind of summer crammish. Maybe, uh, maybe I don't know. We'll see. These movies do keep like coming out, and they start like releasing, and they dogpile because they're so backed up. Then maybe we could afford a summer cram, but yeah, I don't want to get my hopes up. We'll probably do a trailer park on it uh, when it comes out. But uh, even Zack Snyder, who we're talking today, his movie, uh, Army of the Dead, that's also coming out next month on Netflix. So, yeah, we, I mean, a lot of stuff. And that, that's like a zombie action movie. So feels even though it's not in theaters, it feels blockbustery. Yeah, a lot, lot of a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, but I'm excited to get get to this. I was actually, uh, you know, we, we've been doing the uh, like the duties and like the Oscar cam and everything. But like. For the last couple of like weeks, I've kind of been like, I'm excited to do the duties, but I'm ex- excited to get past it also because I want to start hitting these these new movies and turn over new leaf. Yeah, turn over a new leaf and a new queef. <laughs> That's what we always say here. <laughs> That's what we do here. Brought to you by Dude Wipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude Wipes, hit us up. <laughs> Dude Wipes, wipe your butt. <laughs> That's just their slogan. That's the whole slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Dude Wipes. Wipe your ass, you stinking butthole. <laughs> Just wipe it. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Dude wipes. Wipe it your way. Yeah. Just taking other company slogans, but just adding wipe to it. Every kiss begins with dude wipes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Just change all these slogans. Oh, Dude wipes, because she won't tongue punch your fart box otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How else is that going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> but babe, I used the dude wipes. I used the dude wipes. <laughs> you gotta do it. <laughs> oh, man. What's uh, what's that call? What's that Folgers slogan? Uh, The best part of waking up is dude wipes. The best part of waking up <laughs> is dude wipes on your butt. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Dude wipes, give us a call. We're ready. We're ready for you. We got ad read out the ass, which is perfect for you guys. I just want to, I want to get like a text and, you know, like your iPhone, like guess who it is. If like there's a name, it would be like, maybe dude wipes, <laughs> maybe dude wipes, <laughs> maybe dude wipes. Give us a call, <laughs> man. You know who really needs dude wipes? What? Who? All these filthy fucks at the trailer park. <laughs> is this the fastest we've ever gone to a trailer park that <laughs> pretty quick yeah man but like i like that segue I like it you're the master of segues yeah i Especially am because i listened to i think it was like our first oscar cram episode maybe it was the second one but it was just like a rambling like you're segueing and you're just like i want to catch up with mustard and talk about main i'm like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> just having a stroke <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're just evolving, and eventually you were slow mo, like all this movie. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, man, what are we talking today for the trailer park? Well, we are talking about squad goals, not just any squad, a squad mm-hmm. named after the thing I wanted to do most when watching a four hour fucking movie about the Justice League. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding just kidding not a not a spoiler on my feelings just making jokes but <laughs> we're talking not about suicide squad the suicide squad james yeah. guns mm-hmm. released the gun yeah. cut <laughs> the gun cut i mean speaking of uh and this is going to be something that we'll talk about later on the episode but there is like a small contingency now of people asking for the air cut for the original Suicide Squad. Jesus. Just saying. Just saying. Well, after seeing the um, tax collector, that guy should not be allowed in Hollywood, period. Is that his movie? Yeah, he did that one too. Oh, That's wow. David Ayers. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, man, we've we've talked about this a little bit on the show. We've given some predictions already. I think the trailer confirmed some things for us. I think the the posters confirm some things for us maybe possibly we'll get to that um but i mean i got i got kind of excited for this when james gunn signed up for it i was like okay he has already done something that he basically did marvel's version of this i mean like we want to be like guardians of the galaxy kind of is suicide squad not exactly the same but it's like a you know b-level characters that have to team up yeah. and uh you know, he's, he's already done something like this. He's, he's done it well. Then the rated R rating came out for this. And I was like, okay, I am actually very intrigued because we know, you know, Joker wasn't part of like the DC universe, but that was very good. Harley Quinn, I thought was fun. We'll get to the Snyder cut, but that's rated R. So I was just kind of like, you know what? Like I'm actually getting kind of hyped for this. I think this could be good. And then the trailer came out. And also, I mean, we saw the cast at that one thing. We're like, holy shit, there's fucking a lot of people in this. This is awesome. Then the trailer came out and I was just kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm into this dope. Yeah. Same. Like I, I think just seeing that cast list is like, whoa, man, this could be really cool. But uh, yeah, I, um, I just want to know, I want to know what we're getting into, man. It looks like uh Looks like it's set up to be some some good old carnage happening in this movie, which I'm definitely all about, very into. So yeah, I mean, what more what more can I say without seeing seeing more now you watch the trailer, right? Yeah. Yeah, same. So yeah. I already have some thoughts, but yeah. why but spoil them? Let's just, just watch it. Yeah, let's just watch yeah, this was... shit. Alright, cool. Got that red band on there. 
gotta be kidding me. You're gonna risk the entire mission for a mental defective dressed as a court jester. This coming from a guy that wears a toilet seat on his head. We don't leave one of our own behind. Hopefully Harley's still alive. No funny business, Colonel. These are dangerous people. Team two is clear to go. Fire up. Three, two. What are you guys doing? You, we're, we're here to save you. You were gonna save me? It was a really good plan, too. Well, I can go back inside and you can still do it. That's patronizing. I'm so sorry. Harley Quinn. Bloodsport. All right, so already we're seeing some humor, a lot more colorful, a lot more colorful. Mm-hmm. You know the deal. Yeah. Successfully complete the mission. I like the music on this. Your sentence. Good croc placement. <laughs> yeah. Weasel. James Gunn and Michael Rooker, they love working together. They're like best friends. The people on screen right now, they're all dying. Oh, for sure. That's... It looks like there's two teams. And assuming that whole squad is dying. Any questions? Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Here's the deal. We fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth... Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. Very relevant for the times. You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problem. Why would (laughs) someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? (laughs) Don Cena, bring the charisma. I was going to say, I think that's the best line of the whole trailer. Yeah. This is suicide. Oh, kind of yeah, some, some blood and guts. Don't you worry, eh? I'm gonna get you out of here alive. I'm going to get you out of here alive. Oh my god, we've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit! Uh-huh. <laughs> Interesting. I like that they say kaiju and then show Idris Elba. Yeah, like a Pacific Rim. Ah, the day before my birthday. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. That'll be a nice little uh, birthday treat to go see that film. Yeah, I'm a... Like I said, I'm into this. Uh, I kind of want to know what you think about it, but uh, obviously this looks fun. It's... I think it's going to be funny. It's James Gunn. Really like the cast on it, like we've said. Um... And I think from this trailer, you get a lot of what we were assuming, kind of. It looks like it's focusing on the one squad. Uh, we had predicted that a lot of people were going to die. The poster for this movie, they did like character posters. Mm-hmm. And they say on them, uh, don't get attached. And it's like, so I think the the one squad that they show at around like a minute five, that's got Pete Davidson, uh, like Weasel, Captain Boomerang, so Javelin is the one character's name. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I think they're all dying. I think that whole squad is dying. I think then, almost everybody's dying. Yeah. I think Idris Elba survives. I think um, Harley Quinn's obviously going to survive. And then I almost think everybody else will die. Yeah. 
something that they, you know, it was speculated at first. They're like, oh, we're casting Idris Elba. People thought that they were, he was going to be taking over as uh, Deadshot. Like he was going to be taking Will Smith's role as Deadshot. I like that he's Bloodsport. I like that he's a different character. For me, like we've talked a lot about his comedic timing. I think I think uh, John Cena looks really fucking funny in this. Yeah, like I'm excited to see him in it. I mean, it's unfortunate that I can't see him in it. Yeah, it's true. It's like really annoying. Yeah, it's just weird having like that <laughs> helmet just floating around because you can't see him. No, you can't. It's true. Um, speaking of not seeing though, um, I've got a theory about Mr. Taika Waititi. Okay. Because he's not in the trailer, but his name has been all over it. Um, you know, they've talked about it. He's not credited on IMDb as a character yet, but I think people have confirmed that he's only a voice. Pretty sh- I have a feeling he's the voice of Starro, which is the, the kaiju. I think he's the voice of the villain in the movie. Mm, I think he's the Joker. <laughs> Do you? No. <laughs> you know, I think he's I think he's uh Starro, which um Justice League, we get Starro's in it. Do we? Mm-hmm. The little mechanized small ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I think that's who he is because he hasn't been credited yet. They say he's going to be, be a voice. People were saying maybe maybe he's King Shark because um, King Shark was mo-capped by a different actor, but Sylvester Stallone now is confirmed to be the voice of King Shark. Oh, um, cool. So, uh, yeah, man, I have a feeling he's going to be the villain. I think that's going to be like the twist, which I think is going to be funny. It's like this gigantic fucking kaiju, and then you just got Taika Waititi's like, you know, sarcastic voice over it. Yeah. I think th- I think they're going to go for just like comedy on it. And that's another thing. If the villain in this is just a gigantic starfish, I'm 100% here for it because the villain in the last one was awful. Enchantress fucking sucked. Yeah. I fucking hated that villain. Um, yeah, real bad. <laughs> like, I mean, that whole movie is a fucking mess. Yeah. Now, um, I don't know. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but uh, I'm just really into it. I, I really like I think what they're doing it's cool. It looks like the jokes are going to be fun. They can, they can push it. And then they got like a few, like just like really good, like, like kind of like gross out gags that they can pull with the rated R rating. Cause you saw King shark literally rip a man in half. I thought that was cool. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's cool. If you slow-mo that, that shot down, it's gnarly. Like there's like the guy's ribs, but it looks like the guy after he gets r- ripped apart, looks across at his, the other half of his body. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that layer of detail. And fucking weasel has a wang. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, how is he supposed to fuck? Yeah, that's true. It's it's a really good point. Actually, (laughs) you ignorant shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and I I like that, uh, the James Gunn's the writer and director, like they let him just do his vision, which I think, um, and this is going to be something that comes into play when we talk about justice league and all that. But I, hope and we've talked about for a while like when we did shazam we were like i think like dc starting to get like their footing a little bit like they been trying to find their way a little more and maybe they're starting to, to come out of it basically mm-hmm. i think having someone come in and give them the ability to make the movie they want is very important and as long as they have someone that is kind of overseeing like that it fits in the continuity of their universe i think this is the way to go yeah well, I almost feel like Harley Quinn now has her own side universe in the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Like Birds of Prey very much felt separate. 
And it's clear that they're trying to differentiate her from the original Suicide Squad because they know how much of a flop that was. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool that she gets to carry over. Margot Robbie's obviously amazing. And I don't think the problems of Suicide Squad... Honestly, the first Suicide Squad, like, granted, Will Smith has some of the worst dialogue in the movie, but he didn't write the movie. Mm-hmm. But he has really good chemistry. Like, him and him and Harley Quinn, like, Will Smith's not a problem with that movie. It's, the problem is that he has some of the worst lines, but he's delivering them to the best of his ability, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't come back because they kicked him off or anything. He he didn't come back because I think he was either doing something or he just didn't want to. But uh, the problems behind the movie is, like... The, there's too many to actually get. I mean, for one, they had a, a trailer company edit the movie. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew about that. It's fucking brutal. Like, because uh, people <laughs> loved the trailer for the movie so much that they were that Warner Brothers was then like, oh, we'll just hire that team to edit the rest of the movie. <laughs> so, so dumb. But yeah, I mean, like the it's the mainly the writing on the movie is is not good at all, and uh, I think the villain's extremely weak. And I think the comedy is very weak. And then I think the action scenes are very generic in that movie. Um, I think David Ayers is one of my least favorite directors of all time. It's a, it's crazy. And again, I, I want to get to this later, but like things are being said about the original cut of suicide squad and stuff that make me like sort of like interested in it. But at the same time, I'm also like, I don't really have like much faith in that director. <laughs> so yeah. like, do I really need to see it? But yeah, man, overall, like, I actually think this is possibly like seeing the trailer for one Woman, the first trailer for Wonder Woman 84 probably got me the most hyped up for like a DC movie in a very long time. I was like, this looks like it could be cool. Um, but again, a lot of it was just kind of like, this looks like it's fun. Yeah. This possibly might be the most confident I am in a DC movie being very good. Nice. Yeah. I, um, I got high hopes for this. Love James Gunn. Love the cast that they've assembled for this. Like, I trust that he's a ca- very capable of juggling a lot of different characters while making sure that like attention is paid to the important facets of each character and how it better serves the overarching plot. Because we watched him do it before. We watched him do it a few times. And yeah, look at how much growth in character you see in Star Lord. Gam- literally every character like he brought a team together in the first guardians of the galaxy and in the second one every single one of them has moments of character growth like nobody's forgotten nobody's just tossed aside like rocker raccoon gains more depth Uh, even yondu gets more depth and um obviously peter quill and and gamora gamora maybe even the least bit so in the movie has the like the least bit of growth but like the stuff with Drax and Mantis and like this, you're introducing characters and like, you're still show. He's great. I know he can handle it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about the writing. I'm not worried about the directing. Yeah. There's really nothing I'm worried about. The the biggest stink on this movie that it could have is that it's under Warner brothers umbrella and they're not known for keeping their hands off of things. Yeah. And letting a director do their own thing. Mm -hmm. So the only people who could ruin it are the suits. Yeah. I think so. I, you know, I definitely agree with that. I think, do you have anything else? Cause I think that might be a good spot to jump off into the, the review. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get out of this fucking trailer park. It smells like shark guts and fucking John Cena dicks. in here. <laughs> Just dicks everywhere.
Just <laughs> a beach full of dicks. <laughs> oh, man. So here we are. Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Snyder Cut. Mm. Release the Snyder Cut. The hashtag that has swept your mother's basement for the last four years, five years, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, um, I'm just going to get through all the bare bones information, I guess. And then I'll, I'll say something because there's a lot of different points I want to make and I'm, I'm going to try and not make it. So it's all over the place, but I think maybe we should like hit a few like very general things and then go into the review and then maybe like hit like a few bigger picture things at the end. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Zack Snyder, director on this. He was the director on Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Watchmen, 300, Sucker Punch, all those. He's also one of the writers on the movie. Um, he wasn't the writer on Man of Steel or Batman vs. Superman. Um, he's the writer on the on Justice League, the one that came out in 2017, along with he's a writer on Wonder Woman, uh, 300, and Sucker Punch. Uh, Chris Tiro. He was the writer on Star Wars Episode Nine, um, and then Justice League, Batman vs Superman, and Argo. Um, so there's the uh, the Affleck connection there, and he actually had some very strong comments like a couple weeks ago, which we'll get into. And then Will Beal, he is the only writer that they brought in specifically for the Snyder Cut, mm. and um, we'll get into that because. Um, you know, in doing this, I know this is like a touchy movie for a lot of people. So I was like, you know what? Like, I want to have all my my facts straight. So I looked into exactly what was reshot for this, and uh, we'll get to it. But he was the writer on Aquaman and Gangster Squad. Uh, we've talked about him before on the pod, actually. Henry Cavill he plays Superman. He's all American. The all American <laughs> Henry Cavill. American. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> Uh, ben Affleck, he's Batman, Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, Jason Momoa, he's Aquaman, Ezra Miller is the Flash, Ray Fisher, Cyborg. Um, I mean, that's that's really your main characters. Amy Adams, she's Lois Lane. And there's a lot of other people that show up in here. But um, all right. I mean, I think there's one. This is very general, and this isn't really spoiling a grade or anything. But I think the main the main point of this movie is. DC fans, when Justice League came out, got a product that was very subpar, to put it nicely. Mm -hmm. And I think personally, hearing people talk about the Snyder Cut saying that the Snyder Cut is going to be a masterpiece is laughable. But I think the goal of the Snyder Cut is let's give them something that's better, that is deserving of the justice league, like this movie should have been, you know, their Avengers, something that kills the box office. People really like that. They can latch on to. This is like their flagship property mm-hmm. and it's not a good look at all for the studio, for their big property to be crap. Right. And so I think the big thing is, is the Snyder cut better than the original? Like just off the top, is it better? Do you want to just say what y- your answer is? Do you want to just do yes or no? Yeah, well, uh, what do you want to do, like, three, two, one? Yeah, we can do that. All right, so is the Snyder Cut better than the original Justice League? Yeah. The 2017 original release of Justice League? Mm-hmm. Three, three two, two, one. one. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think it's better. Yeah, it's way better. I actually, I texted you last night. Um, 
my grade for the Snyder Cut actually changed after rewatching the original Justice League. I put the original Justice League on last night and man, it's it's way worse than I thought it was. Like <laughs> I remember seeing it in theaters and being like, that wasn't like that was like very like meh, like very it's leaving my brain the second I leave this theater. Um but like I wasn't like offended by it. Mm-hmm. And then I think watching the two like back to back basically it's like eye opening. Like it's bad. <laughs> that original cut is awful. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think if you're a DC fan, you should be happy with it strictly just because it is better, but let's get into like, I guess like the, the nuts and bolts of it. And there's bigger picture stuff I want to talk about at the end, but yeah. Where do you want to start off with this? Hmm. So there's so much we can get into. I think the biggest thing people are talking about is that runtime because it's the biggest thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. Four hours, man. And they do a good job breaking it up into chapters. But hot take for you guys. I know Zack Snyder has a style and it's very 2003. But if there was no slow-mo in this movie, it would have been two and a half hours long. Oh, for sure. If there was no slow-mo, two and a half hours long. Yeah, I think uh, I think the runtime on the movie is necessary in some ways. And I think it's necessary because they have fucked up in so many other areas on previous movies. Yeah. And not having the patience and trying like I think the the four hour runtime is almost a product of doing things the wrong way. But I think the four hour runtime does help this movie for sure. I do want to like kind of get into that more later on. But there you know, four, it's four hours. Even if you kept like, I mean, I completely agree with you. This, the slow-mo is, is so over the top in some, some parts. And if you took a lot of it out. It would shorten the runtime, but like in general, even if you didn't take that out, this movie could have been three and a half. It could have been, you know, three and a half and still done the same thing. There's, there's moments in it. I was watching. I was like, you don't need this. You can cut that dude you can cut that. Like I started a stopwatch because I couldn't believe how much slow-mo I was seeing in the first like 45 minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then I had to stop because I was like, it's going to take me forever to watch this movie. If I keep doing this, just stop watching anytime there was slow motion in the first 45 minutes of the movie, there is 13 minutes and 45 seconds of slow motion in the first 45 minutes. <laughs> I a third it. of it, yeah. a third of it is slow motion. <laughs> it's yeah, it's insane. Dude, there is a, there is a, I'm sorry, I gotta get this out. There is a scene where Aquaman like saves somebody and then goes back into the ocean or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is one minute and 10 seconds straight of slow-mo, which doesn't sound like a long time, but time out a minute and 10 seconds at home, folks. A minute and 10 seconds of slow motion. 15 seconds of that is just him taking his shirt off. 15, (laughs) it takes him 15 seconds slow-mo taking his shirt off and getting splashed in the face with water. That's what we needed. We, that's storytelling. That's that's the depth that was missing from the original. Like, is there is this better? Yes. Is there more story elements that are added to this movie that are crucial to making the story more cohesive? Absolutely. Is there more heart and soul in this version? Hundred percent. Does it need to be four hours? No. You're just masturbating now. You're just jerking off into the faces of everybody. This movie did not need to be four hours. Not at all. No. 
I you could have cut at least one hour out of this movie mm-hmm. because a minute and ten seconds of a man taking his shirt off and jumping in the ocean. <laughs> We needed that. You f- I needed to see that. You forgot about the part where he litters. I, I like that because he takes his. Yeah, he does litter. He takes, his bo- into the, <laughs> he takes his the bottle of whiskey that he's drinking. And he takes the wife and he throws in the ocean. And I was watching this with Brianna and she was like, I thought he protects the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> he's littering on the beach. <laughs> what a vandal. <laughs> there are so many scenes where it's just slow motion. Nothing is happening. There's no there's no forward momentum. And you, you're giving us nothing. But there are lots of scenes where they're adding a lot of depth. And I appreciated those, but damn it, did they waste time. There's so much wasted time in this fucking movie. Yeah, we've talked about it. I kind of want to just, like, mention this, like, later on and stuff. But, like, in doing the research for the for this review and all that stuff, I'm very happy that Zack Snyder got to do this. One, there's he had a huge tragedy in his life, and that's why he had to leave. Yeah. And there's a lot of added things to this movie that are subtle that are like kind of like, you know, like there's an added scene with a uh, flash and uh, Batman like leaving and there's a billboard and it's like you are not alone. It's got like the suicide, like kind of like calling number on it and stuff. And I'm like, that's really nice. And the end has a thing for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm glad he got to do this. And from what I've heard and what I've read, actors love working for him. He seems like an awesome dude. Yeah. But we've also said like filmmaking is his style is not my style. Like I, I definitely subscribe to the belief that a lot of his movies are style over substance. Yeah. And even then the style is not a style that I enjoy. Like I think some of the DC movies, I remember seeing man of steel and the first time I saw it was like, wow, that was like good. And then I saw it again and I was like, Oh, it's eye candy. I was like, it's not that it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's an eye candy type movie. And I think the slow-mo, like I started watching it. Uh, with Brianna and she's never seen any of these DC movies. And she like basically like asked for like what the rundown was on it. And I told her, and uh, and then like the movie starts up and it's like a 10 minute shot of Superman screaming. (laughs) Uh, It's all slow motion. The whole opening is in slow motion. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, Jesus Christ. Um, So, I mean, style wise, like this isn't a style that I'm going to enjoy. And I think this, I think the slow-mo is way over the top in it. And I think you could have cut a lot of the slow-mo stuff out if you don't, because that is your style, I still think there were things you could cut later on in the movie that wouldn't have had an impact on on certain things. Like that, I think this movie could have been shorter. And I think if you make it three and a half hours, or if you make it three hours, then I really question why. Like a lot of what I'm going to come back to at the end is, man, the higher ups at Warner Brothers fucking suck. And I think like. Yeah if you really think about like what you could have cut, what you could have done, I think if you bring a three hour cut of this movie, it does the same job just as good. And if Warner brothers still shoots that set that down and says like, no, you can't put a three hour movie in the theater. They're fucking morons. Yeah. They hundred percent are morons. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's an hour you can sacrifice from this movie without sacrificing story elements or your vision at all. Yeah. That's, I think that's one of the issues I have with the runtime is that, it seems very like grotesquely masturbatory. Like this isn't a director's cut because a director's cut. It's like, well, this is how I would have cut the movie together. This is straight up. Let's give them everything we shot. This doesn't feel like anything was left on the cutting room floor, especially when you get to the epilogue. Mm -hmm. Like this feels like you watched the movie, like you go into the Blu-ray special features on a director's cut and 
click the button that says add the deleted scenes into the movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything that was filmed that is not in this. Like I, I don't know that. Um, it feels like they used everything. The only, and we talked about this, uh, when we did the trailer park for it, um, you know, like they're adding story, blah, 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 this and that. They didn't really add story. Like I found that out after the fact, cause I was like, damn man, there's so much in this. But, um, the only thing that was filmed after the fact was the epilogue, hmm. the scene with Jared Leto and everyone like the nightmare sequence, I guess. Yeah. That's the only new footage in the whole movie. There's added CGI footage, but, um, that's the only thing. So I really do think that this was basically everything they had and they just were like, we're going to use all of it. And I don't know if that was really the best idea, but comparing it to the original one, you know, you watch the first one, you're like, or the 2017 justice league. And you're like, this movie is dog shit. Like, what the hell is this? And then you watch this one. You're like, there is, there is a competent story in here. And there is a competent, uh, like decision to actually give characters motives, actually flush out some characters. Some of that is because you took shortcuts with the other, with like your whole franchise, like mainly flash and cyborg, but, um, like a big improvement to this movie. I think the, I think Steppenwolf is like so much better in this movie. Definitely better. What's his superpower? Is it exposition? <laughs> He's got a lot of ex exposition here. I'll, uh, we'll say that cause we're talking about like the writing on the movie, I guess the dialogue on this movie is significantly better than the original cut, but it's still not good. <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty bad. And even the dialogue and kind of like, it's almost like they didn't know how to write for certain characters. They didn't know how to write honest conversations. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I loved Alfred mansplaining tea to Wonder Woman. <laughs> She's like 5,000 years old. You don't think she knows how to make a cup of tea? <laughs> I think... uh it was just in general, like I was, I was trying to think about it. I really don't want to make this like a DC Marvel type thing, but I was thinking about um, like, what is this movie? Like, how does it feel? What does it compare to? And this and that. And like, I was just, none of the conversations felt like it was just like two actual people having a real conversation. A lot of them are like very um, like action cliche, very, pen to paper mm. written lines. Like if you're not going to take down the charge and bull, don't wave the red cape at it, whatever the hell it is. And it's like, nobody talks like this. Like, and I, I was yeah. thinking about it, like, there's no, there's no scene in this movie that has like the honesty and heart of like Steve Rogers and black widow talking to each other in end game at the table with the sandwich. I was like, there's, there's none of that. Yeah. Um, in this movie, yeah, which I think separates it. There's a lot of weird things. There's also like weird character decisions. Like, Bruce Wayne's an idiot in this. Like he just makes bad decisions pretty pretty frequently. Like and then jumping to the end, the, the whole thing about like um Martha Kent's farm being, mm -hmm. you know, foreclosed on by the bank and then uh he's just like, "Oh man, how did you get the house back from the bank?" And then Bruce Wayne's like, "I bought the bank." Um you could have just bought the house. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to buy the bank, you fucking goon. Like <laughs> Who are you impressing? Like he's Superman. He doesn't care how much money. Just buy the house, you fucking idiot. Just buy him the house back. You just buy it from the bank. It's a foreclosure. You probably got it for dirt cheap. It was in the middle of fucking like Iowa or whatever. <laughs> what did that cost you? Like twenty thousand dollars? Who cares? Just buy the house. It's so excessive. It's so stupid. Like I don't know. Like there's there's like weird things like that. There's a lot of weird dialogue from the Flash. I think. 
he's less cringy than he is in the Joss Whedon one, but mm-hmm. he's still pretty fucking cringy. I uh, I actually kind of liked Flash in this, but I, I mean, like, to a degree. There, there's some times where I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, he's a little bit much. Yeah, I think he breaks up the movie a little bit nice because um, in the Joss Whedon cut of the of Justice League, there's a lot more humor in it. Um, yeah. And in general, the, the Joss Whedon cut is very campy. Like, if it, it feels very, like, early superhero vibe like almost like campy like sam raimi campy but not like in a good way <laughs> um yeah and uh so this is like a lot of humor i think in in this cut you the tone is significantly different and it is darker and like it or not like it's that's how it is it's it's a much darker movie and much bloodier too which i appreciate it i thought that was cool it definitely had the grit i was gonna say i'll i'll get to that too but i think i think ezra miller and you know the flash character bring a little bit of levity to it which I think it needs sometimes. So I was kind of, I was kind of into it, but um, I'm not, I'm still not the biggest fan of the dialogue. Like that's probably the biggest complaint I have with it. Other than like the CGI is I don't think uh, like it's, I still don't think it's like a strong written movie. Um, But if you want to get to like, you know, things that are improvements on it and you just mentioned their R rating, like I really like the R rating on it. And I like, there's certain scenes that are completely different that are like way better than the other ones. And um, like the, the museum scene with wonder woman in the beginning oh, of the yeah. movie, that was probably already like the best scene from the first one or like one of them. It was like, it was, I remember that being like a really good scene from the first justice league movie. And I'm watching it this time. And like they come out, and they fucking shoot that guy and then it goes to an overhead shot and his like brains are just splattered on the floor. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> and then they show a lot more like kind of like terroristy type things, but it like definitely heightens the intensity of that moment. And, yeah. and then just in general, like the action scenes in this, there's some really cool things that they do with that R rating that they couldn't, couldn't like do before. One of them, that sequence with Mara where she fucking, cause she's like essentially a waterbender. Like she can manipulate water. She fucking just like takes all the water and blood out of Steppenwolf and she just starts sucking the blood out of him. I was like, that's fucking cool. Like that's like a really yeah. cool thing that you couldn't have done with a PG 13 rating. And then like, I, I kind of like that they, you know, there's some F bombs in here. Like you don't need F bombs, but I think from there's a couple characters like cyborg uses it when he's basically just like, f- like fuck the world basically. And he like leaves. And I'm just like, okay, that kind of gets you like a little bit more into like his psyche. Cause he's, pissed off every like i think the r rating actually helps this story more than you would think yeah another thing that like isn't gonna make or break the movie but i think it's definitely an improvement um the music on this movie like the music itself isn't phenomenal like it's not like i didn't hear and i was like wow this is great like this is a great score on it i think it's it does its job but compared to the joss whedon cut the music is amazing (laughs) okay um I'll say this. The music is better. I don't know if I've been more annoyed by a score in my life. Oh, really? The dude. And it's one particular thing, but it happens a hundred times in the movie. Anytime Wonder Woman does anything, bitch drops down and takes a knee to tie a shoe. It's like, oh, <laughs> Everything she does, it's immediate slow mo. Anytime she just she holds the door open for some. Ah! 
It is the most annoying thing. And it it's a hundred times throughout the movie. And it's like, maybe if you used it just in the scenes when like the Amazon women are fighting or whatever, or just at the end when she does something really dramatic, but it's every time she jumps, every time she's fighting, anytime she breaks into a scene, every, every, it feels like every 15 minutes. Oh my God. It's so, it was nails on a chalkboard for me. I was so pissed about it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me again? Like, so yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> this is easily the most bothered by a score. And I think I wrote down, I'm like, this has to be the worst like movie score I've ever heard in my fucking life. I'm so annoyed by it constantly. Damn. Cause yeah, I, I rewatched when I watched justice league, I was like, Oh, this score is brutal. This is really bad. And it's funny because uh, it's not funny, but uh, Danny Elfman wrote the score for the original one. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I like, I like Danny Elfman. He's yeah. done a lot of the cool Tim Burton stuff. I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it, but uh, it is so hokey. It is the most hokey score. Yeah. Ever. And uh, totally don't it's like it off the charts bad. Like it's yeah. all over the place, but still this, I was like, both are bad. Both are bad for me versus for very different reasons. Yeah. I, uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm mainly comparing it to the original. Like you can, you can tell, like, do I think this is like a great movie? Hell no. Do I think this is a better movie for sure? Like, so I'm trying to like, yeah. you know, I'm going to be honest with what's good and what's bad, but I think that's definitely an improvement to it. And also just in general, like if you are going for continuity, the score in this movie has a lot of like subtle motifs that like actually match like man of steel and Batman versus Superman. So it's just like, okay, like if you're, if you're a big fan of those movies, like this is consistency. Well, I think consistency is the biggest thing. And I think the biggest positive about this movie is that it does actually feel like one singular vision mm -hmm. and it really yeah. does feel concise, like more so than I think almost any other DC movie does this feel like it's meant to be like the tone is consistent throughout and I think like the path is clear it's just very long but there's a lot of intent throughout this movie and I feel like this is the most solid piece mm -hmm. at least from like Zack Snyder's showings in the DC universe yeah, I, de I definitely agree. There's a bigger picture thing that I really like feel like is important to hit, but I, I want to get to it like a little bit later. But yeah, like I think this is definitely like the best vision from start to finish out of any of his movies. One thing that kind of fits into that, like I said that I think the characters, you know, have a lot more going on and Cyborg actually has is he's actually a character like he actually has a story here, which is cool. Dude, look, he's like the whole movie. He's, he's a lot of it. Yeah. And, and it becomes, it's funny too. Like there, if you watch the justice league, you see the things that they added. Cause like the original justice league, I've, I've been a big, like I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, like people were talking about the Snyder cut and I'm like, I will not blame Joss Whedon because I think Joss Whedon is very talented. But then after watching it, I'm like, and seeing what was Zack Snyder's and what was Joss Whedon's the 2017 justice league. A lot of it is Joss Whedon. Like I think, I think there's more Joss Whedon in it than we thought there was. Yeah. And there's less Zack Snyder in it than we thought there was, which is like kind of crazy for me. And I don't think he did a great job, but I think I would almost put the blame more so on Warner brothers executives rather than Joss Whedon. But that's, that's another discussion. But like when you look at like the script and like what 
the story is and how you get from point A to point B and what to cut and this and that. Like Cyborg is a huge part of the movie, like his arc and what he can do. And also just like motivations, like the thing, the thing with his dad Mm. and how he like sacrifices himself later on. Like not only does that fit like the character and what the character is, um, is feeling at what he's willing to sacrifice basically by the end of the movie. Not only does that fit with, with like growing that character, but that also just fits in with the theme of the movie. Like if you look at the characters, all of them basically have, they all have daddy issues basically. Like yeah. Superman's got two dead dads. Batman's got a dead dad. Uh, Aquaman's dad's estranged. Flash's dad is in prison. Wonder Woman doesn't have a dad. Like, so it's just yeah. like, that's like a smart through line that like is like common ground for all of them basically. And then that's just gone from the movie completely. And like, yeah, there's a lot of things with the characters and same. We said it uh, when we did the trailer park, Steppenwolf was a bullshit bland ass character in the first one. And the only thing I like about the Joss Whedon version, I don't necessarily like how he looks better, but I like that he has a human face. Cause in this one, he looks like a bull. <laughs> yeah. It looks very weird. Yeah. But in this one, you're at least like, okay, Cause in the first one, he was just like, um, I'm generic villain. That's come to take over earth. That's it. And then this one, it's like, no, he's doing this strictly because he's trying to buy himself back in like the good graces of dark side. And he actually has like a motivation. Like it's not, yeah. it's, it's not like a motivation on the level of like a killmonger where you're like, oh, I get where you're coming from. Like I, I can totally understand that type thing. But like, this is something where it's like, but at least it's motivation. Yeah. At least something. So yeah, just like, things that were cut from the movie and replaced by other things is kind of crazy. Yeah, dude. Like watching this movie, I, I honestly couldn't, I'm like, I don't even remember what was in the original one anymore. Like I kind of wish I did watch the original before we recorded. Well, who has the time, especially when you just watched a four hour movie, but like watching this like completely pushed out. Cause also the, the Joss Whedon one is very forgettable. I think um, really unremarkable. I think this one scenes have a little more staying power for me. Like I think this movie basically completely erased the other justice league from my brain where I'm like, I don't even know what was different, but I can tell it is very different. Mm-hmm. Like the color grading is obviously different. Um, there are some scenes where I'm just like, okay, I don't remember any of this in the movie. This has to have been something that was left on the cutting room floor or something or yeah. reshoot or whatever. But I mean, how many times did we talk about this where I'm just like, I don't think this is going to be any fucking better. I think it's going to be dumb as shit. I think it's going to be the same fucking problematic movie, blah, 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 this and that, this and that. And I told you, I'm like, I'll be the first to admit if I was wrong. And uh, yeah, I was wrong. This is definitely better. And uh, I think this movie, I don't know, I guess it does set things up for the future. But I thought it was interesting, like you said, how much of this movie is centered around cyborg and i could see now why the actor was pissed about the joss whedon one and how he has like so many like problems with like the studio and whatnot because he's like imagine filming all of that stuff and you are the centerpiece of the movie and then the movie comes out and you have like 15 minutes of it yeah and it also didn't help that there's a lot coming out about joss whedon right now that's bad being a sleazy piece of shit yeah. yeah um yeah, man, I uh, I could I could totally see why he, why he's pissed. Um, a few like a few other things I wanted to hit on 
this doesn't make or break the movie for me, but I think in the case of this movie where it's like Zack Snyder, he's a you know, visionary, very CGI heavy. And I think especially when like, cause we've talked about how like scripts better in this and that, but like, I don't think the, I don't think the story is phenomenal. Like I think the story does its job. I actually think like in terms of like how good the story is and stuff, I think this movie is very on par with age of Ultron. <laughs> Which, like we've said before, is like not like yeah. that great of a movie. It's like does its job, but whatever. I'm not gonna like sit here and be like the CGI ruined it for me. But I think this is <laughs> I think the CGI is very bad. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest about it. I I yeah, it's rough. I didn't want to be like mean about it, but I was just like I think this is the worst looking CGI I've ever seen in a 300 plus million dollar movie. Yeah, I can I can get on board with that because they're oh my god, um, when they're attacking the like Amazon women and like the horse the horses mm-hmm. and like them on the horses and like all that, I'm like whoa, this is noticeably shitty. This is like PlayStation Two graphics. That yeah, that's like the the thing that like a lot of people like to say like oh man, I remember like the old PlayStation days and stuff. But uh, the scene for me that like it was funny. Brianna was actually watching it with me, and I like. I had like my hand over my mouth. I was just like, whoa, this is intense. How bad this is. It's it's that scene. And and I will say this, like the CGI was done in like 2016, 2017 when the last one came out and for the Snyder cut, they weren't given as much money. And I don't, I don't think Zack Snyder took money for this either. Like I think they basically, they got 20 to $30 million and then it got upped a little bit more when they wanted to bring the actors back. But there's a scene it's extended in this one. It's the one where they're talking about like the history of like the mother boxes, the Martha boxes. Yeah. The Martha boxes, <laughs> but you know, the scene where it's got like fucking Leonidas in it <laughs> and uh, it seems awful. So bad. Yeah. The CGI is, it's so incredibly awful. I, c- I couldn't believe it. Oh, it's really bad. That's another scene that's like 10 minutes long and six minutes of it is yeah. slow-mo. I mean, there's a CGI sesame seed in one scene. It looks like dick. Like, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Why did they do that? <laughs> that's another thing about all the slow motion. Slow motion as a style choice of fine. But when you have a character like the Flash who showcasing his powers is reliant on slow motion, doesn't it take away the effect like if Lois Lane gets the same slow mo treatment as the Flash, then what makes the Flash special? Yeah, yeah, I I can definitely. The scenes don't really. Um, there's so much CGI in it that it doesn't make the scenes where Flash is going like whatever they call it, like faster than the speed of light or whatever. Like doesn't make them seem special at all because they they do it over and over again. Yeah. Um. There's there's times where like I actually like preferred to just be like those scenes where like he's one place he just shows up and leaves like real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's not gonna make or break the movie, but I think I think if you have really good visuals, sometimes it can it can mask the deficiencies in your script. Like because there's definitely times where you're like, this isn't great, but I'm having a good time. And at times with this movie, the CGI was so bad that it was pulling me out of it, and I'm like. I think this like script's kind of mediocre and I think the CGI is bad. And I'm just sitting here watching something that's visually not appealing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how much more you wanted to talk about. Well, the only thing I have left to talk about is the epilogue, which you had mentioned. That's the, pretty much the only stuff that they came back and shot. Mm-hmm. Would you like to talk about it? No. <laughs> Cause I, for me, this is where it really gets popping off. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can get into that. <laughs> 
when they fucking return to the king dar ass and they were like hey do you want seven endings mm -hmm. and do you want nine different post credit scenes and oh okay this is where i'm gonna get i've been like pretty like like cool on this movie the whole time I was reading, I was excited for that because I had been reading on Twitter nonstop since this thing got released that the Batman Joker interaction at the end of this movie was one of, it was either the best or one of the best on screen Batman Joker interactions of all time. And then I watched Jesus, it. Jesus, who said that? I think if you believe that, you should watch any other movie where the two of them are in a scene together <laughs> because who asked Literally every other who movie. asked for a scene where Joker's basically like, I'll give you a reach around. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, I wrote that down. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you can't kill me. Who's going to give you a reach around. And then the face that Batman makes is like, so, damn, he is right. Yeah. <laughs> I do use him for reach arounds. I see the screen cap of me watching it. And that's, it's not the line that makes me laugh. It's, it's when it cuts back to Batman. He's just like, oh shit. <laughs> It's like, shit, he's right. <laughs> and even Deathstroke is like, are you sure you want to bring that guy around? And be like, well, yeah, you heard him. He's the one who gives me a reach around. He's <laughs> how I come. It's the only way I can come now is from Joker jerk off. Yeah. I like I people were basically saying like, oh, like there's like so much history between them and like such a respect between them. Like, yeah, there's too much respect between these two. <laughs> like, let's yeah, look. a little bit too much. <laughs> But dude, even that, it's not clever writing. It just ran down a list of references. Like it wasn't like it there's nothing natural about it. Like it was just him like, here's a reference to this thing that happened. What about this thing? And what about this thing? And it's like, okay. Yeah. I think they cool. They um again, like I don't think that vision will ever play out in anything because I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers has said, like, we're not going off the Snyder cut. Like I'm pretty sure, like, if you're going canon the theatrical is what's considered canon. I'm pretty sure. And and it's also, they, they reuse right before the, that nightmare sequence. They show the Lex Luthor, um, death stroke interaction. The dialogue is different between yeah. the two. Um, the original one is setting up. I'm pretty sure the original one is setting up justice league two. Whereas this one is setting up, uh, the Batman movie. That's never going to happen with Ben Affleck. Right. So like, they're, they're kind of all over the place. So you just have to watch this for what it is. And the dialogue in that sequence, like it definitely implies cause like the flash shows up in Batman for Superman. He's like Lois Lane is the key. And then, you know, she, she comes back on this one, blah, blah, blah. He recognizes her. They show in this flashback, uh, a dead Lois Lane. And that's what snaps Superman basically. And Superman comes at the end and they're basically like, Oh fuck. Um, but it's, it is implied that, using the flash to go back in time, they've explored different realities. And basically what they're doing is bartering where he's like, Batman's like, like I'll, I'll save Harley Quinn or whatever, but you have to save Lois Lane there. I think they're implying that Lois Lane was killed by the Joker and that's why he's there. I think that's what they're implying. Mm. But again, like we're going to the runtime. If this isn't Canon or anything, there's no reason to have it in the movie. Yeah. I thought it was wasted time, honestly. Like, I, it didn't, the scene didn't impress me at all. <laughs> Dude, so that dream sequence. Now, let's talk about the end of the dream sequence, which leads to a character arriving and being like, what up, homie? Mm -hmm. Because that has to be the laziest and dumbest writing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> so, 
Bruce Wayne wakes up from a nightmare pretty nonchalantly. Like he's scared at first, then he walks up because he hears, hears a noise, goes outside, sees an alien hovering, and is just like, <laughs> what up, fam? <laughs> not unthreatened at all by this fucking hovering alien with red eyes. Like, not like any bit of like, who the fuck are you? Like, what's going on? And the alien's just like, yo, Bruce Wayne, you're pretty dope. Peep this. Here's some information. Blah, blah, blah. And Bruce Wayne's like, all right, sick. Yeah, you can be one of us. And then he's like, dope. Oh, by the way, I'm Martian Manhunter. <laughs> yeah. Peace. That's the level of intellect in that conversation. It was, yeah, it was. That's another thing. Like, Martian Manhunter, cut him out of this movie. Like, I know that's another thing people were. It was this is the most unnecessary yeah, thing. I, I understand the reason behind him coming, showing up earlier in the movie, but I think you could have had that happen even without him like like spoilers there's a conversation between lois lane and martian manhunter but martian manhunter is disguised as um clark kent's mom and the whole point is basically he's like i need to keep lois lane in the equation because if she leaves then like superman's gonna be born like come back and he's gonna freak out and kill everyone blah 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 bullshit just just have the conversation between the, the mom and, and and her you don't need martian manhunter in this movie also like i think martian manhunter being on the planet almost makes less sense because it's like he's protecting Earth, but in doing so, he's just watching other things. Like, what if the Justice League failed and he just sat there and watched it happen? <laughs> yeah, why didn't he help? My lend a hand. So dumb. And yeah. yeah, yeah, the epilogue I didn't I didn't really like. Uh, I think again, I think there's a lot of like really good like I don't want to call them changes. I think the original vision of the movie significantly better. I think there's some things that are like really good that I was baffled, like got cut. Like uh, the climax of this movie just shits all over the Joss Whedon cut. Like, I don't don't know if you went back and watched it, but like Steppenwolf dies from the parademons, like the parademons smell Steppenwolf's fear. So they kill him. Yeah. That's dumb and shit. And, And like flash doesn't have anything to do. And even like, you know, it's not on the same level as, cap grabbing the the hammer or anything like that but like superman shows up in the the joss whedon version and he's just like flying next to like the flash and he's like hey man what's up buddy and like that's that's basically that then he shows up in this one he just saves cyborg the axe hit him and he uses his ice breath and freezes the axe and then breaks it off and then he like laser visions Steppenwolf's horn off. Yeah. It was badass. I was like, so much better. Just starts whooping ass on him. That actually got yeah. me hyped a little bit. I was like, damn, that's actually the coolest I've ever thought Superman was in any of these movies. I, I agree too. I'm not like the biggest Superman fan, but I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah. And I, again, I was like, how does Joss Whedon see that? Or how does Warner Brothers see that? And they're not like, that's fucking like, how were they like, we got to change this? Like, <sighs> so bad. Yeah. So bad. The original. Yeah. Before we get into tomato tomato, like, do you have anything else specifically to say about the movie? Nope. Okay. This is like the last thing that I really like wanted to wanted to say. Now that that this is out there and like it's like definitely better and stuff like that, I I've seen a lot of people that are like, oh, like this is uh this is like super exciting. Like now directors can release like their full visions on a streaming platform and then like basically submit to studios for like their theatrical like guidelines. And I don't like that at all. Like, I don't like that. That's the conversation. Why is the conversation we can have our actual vision on a streaming platform, but have shit in the theaters and not why are studios micromanaging artists? Yeah. If anything, 
And it's been known where Warner Brothers, you know, they're laying off writers. They're blaming other people, not themselves for like the downfall of like their cinematic universe. And it's like, I don't understand why they haven't realized to get one person to oversee their universe and then just step the fuck away from everything. Yeah. (laughs) Cause like I said earlier, I think there is enough in this version of the film that you can cut it down to three hours. I think maybe, maybe even a little bit longer. Like if you want to like, cause return of the King was three and a half. Like if you really want to push it and you're like, it needs to be like three hours and 15 minutes. I don't think like justice league, the theatrical cut, it made like a little over $600 million worldwide. It's not even like just domestic that's worldwide, which is brutal. It was actually a loss for them after marketing and everything. I don't buy that if the movie was because basically they're like it had they put a thing they're like it has to be two hours the original justice league movie is like two hours flat basically i don't buy that it's like nobody's gonna go see this movie it's if it's three hours i think they would have made way more money if it was three hours and it was a good movie <laughs> like, yeah 100 percent. maybe i'm maybe i'm fucking stupid but that's look how successful endgame was i know yeah it's so dumb that whole thing where it's like people are like oh now like this is like super exciting for directors because now they can put their vision out it's like I I think that is almost like letting studios get away with their bullshit. Like it pisses me off actually. Yeah. yeah. Especially Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is the worst. They're fucking morons. Yeah. Which is crazy to think that they wouldn't just let them run away with this vision. Like why are they so micromanaging with the DC universe when they work with directors like Christopher Nolan and you're telling me that that Warner Brothers has any say over that man's creative? Yeah, he was probably like, if they try and come near him, he's just like, fuck you. <laughs> he's like, you guys wouldn't understand. You think any of the suits understand Interstellar? No, they yeah. just know like this guy brings us money. Just let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they can't just do that with the DC universe. It would turn out so much better. Yeah, but maybe they are starting to do that. Maybe them doing this is a step in that direction. Maybe James Gunn writing, directing. Maybe that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like like we said um, when we were talking about like, yeah, we're going to do a review on the Snyder Cut. Like, I like the Marvel movies better, but I don't I don't want the DC movies to be bad. I don't want to watch a shitty movie. Also, there's like, I've said this, that Batman out of any other like group of like heroes, Marvel or DC, I think Batman has the best villains. I think there's a yeah. lot of really great stories you can tell for Batman. And I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but I think like DC has great stories and they have got, they got good characters. So like, it's annoying when you see something and you're like, why do they choose to do this? It's actually funny. Like I'm reading all of the Canon star Wars comics right now. And I'm just like, these stories are so good. Why did we get the crap? <laughs> that was episode nine. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what the hell? So, and yeah, I, I guess just the last thing I mem- I mentioned right at the top that, uh, Chris Terrio, one of the writers on this uh, had comments like two weeks ago. He, he basically said that, um, you know, him and him and Zach wrote the movie. And then after they left, like Zach left the project and they brought Joss Whedon in uh, two weeks before the movie came out, Chris Terrio saw the Joss Whedon cut and he went to the studio and was like, take my name off of this. I don't want credit for this anymore. Wow. And yeah. And he said that they were basically just like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I don't want my name on this movie anymore. And then they were like, like we can do that, but like, it's going to like push the release date back up. Cause we'll have to like re-edit the movie and like redistribute it. And then he was basically just like, whatever. And then he like, didn't do any like PR or like, you know, anything for the movie, but he basically finally spoke out. He was like, 
he was like, Zack Snyder's too much of like a gentleman to like really say this, but like he said that the Joss Whedon cut is an act of vandalism. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Love so, that. Yeah, I was like, damn. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think seeing this was like pretty eye opening. Like, I think it shows you what studio interference can do. And then also, I definitely defended like, I don't buy Joss Whedon ruining things, but I think Joss Whedon changing so much almost feels like an ego trip a little bit. Like, yeah. why did you change so much? Yeah. Well, we got this far. Why don't you give me those tomato tomatoes now? Tomato tomato. I'm actually really interested in seeing what, what your grade is on this because I had, I kind of had like a tough time deciding what mine was going to be, but tomato 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 the critics they're bringing this in at a 71 percent okay so c minus okay the audience tomato 95 <laughs> fucking idiots you fucking <laughs> goons you stupid pieces of shit you dumb fucking knuckle draggers i knew you would do this i knew you'd do this shit it's the best movie ever it's not it is better it is absolutely better than the other Justice League. <laughs> this is the premier Justice League. I'd say as a movie experience, this is probably like top five for the entire DCEU now, which this, which the first Justice League wouldn't have, it probably would have been like second or third from the bottom. But this, yeah, you're trying to, you're trying to tell me it's an A. You're fucking lying to yourself, you fucking liar. There's an hour of slow-mo bullshit that has nothing to do with plot or story <laughs> or character development that you could have cut from this movie. This movie is excessive and way, way, way just fucking straight up stroking itself off into your faces. And you guys just soaked it up. You just drank up every drop of that fucking DC cum because that's, that's the kind of person you are. A, give this an A, you sack of shit. That being said, I think it's better than a C minus. I, I'm going tomato, and I gave it a C plus. Oh, okay, cool. We're we're actually on the same page then. Um, I went tomato because I guess that's closer, but I went C plus also. I was teetering behind a C yeah. plus and a B minus. This really not the worst. It's not great. I think the writing is still very weak at some points. I have my problems with the runtime. I really don't like Zack Snyder's style, but at least he has a style. Tonally, this movie makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very clearly a singular vision, and I think it benefits from that. I think this movie has a lot more heart than uh, the original cut of it, and uh, yeah, I think overall it is a much more enjoyable experience. <laughs> but being just okay. And four hours long is not cool. Yeah. Yeah. You basically said everything I wanted to say for me. Like there's things that I don't like. I don't like the style. I didn't even mention this. I know the color grading is different between the two movies and the color grading on this movie fits the tone better, but I don't like it. Like I, there's even scenes like yeah. where like Lois Lane is like bringing in like, cause that's, they imply that Superman and Lois Lane are having a baby and that's when they get the house back. And it's still like, color graded gold gray. <laughs> like what, what is this? But anyway, like, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that like is not really like my favorite. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, like you said, it's got a lot more heart and like the character, there's actual characters in the movie. Um, 
I don't think that I'm wrong in saying that this is like on the level of like an Age of Ultron, which is like a fine superhero movie. Not the best. Probably should have been better. It's middling, but middling isn't yeah. four hours worth your time. You know, like yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as far as the DC universe goes, I would I would put Shazam and Wonder Woman above this. But I think this is probably my the third best movie in the DC universe. Yeah, let's say yeah for me. Maybe I'll agree with that because who cares, right? But this could be going from like third least favorite to third most favorite, you know, which is a huge step up. It's not saying much when it's stacked up against the other crap, but I think the only thing that was worse than Justice League before this was the original Suicide Squad. So I think it I definitely think in terms of like my rankings, I'm it jumped up a lot. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we finally did it, everybody. We did it for you guys. Honestly, I don't think we shit on it too hard. I think the negative notes we had on it are what was almost to be expected because they're things that are pretty common critiques of Zack Snyder's work anyways. I am. I'll say this. Like, I'm actually I'm surprised by I don't even want to say like how much I liked it, but I was surprised how much of an improvement it was. Like, it's it's a significant improvement. Yeah. And agreed. Um, like, I. I thought that it was going to be just like marginally like better because like you'd get a little bit more with cyborg and stuff, but it's like, it's so much more consistent and it, and it is way better, but yeah, man, I was kind of expecting us to be like, all right, this fucking thing. And like, like we said, it, it, it proved us on. We were, the, I think we, we admitted that it was much better than we thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, all right. We fucking did it. So everyone can get off our backs now. Nobody was on our back. Everyone was on our back. <laughs> yeah, nobody, <laughs> literally nobody was giving us any type of shit for it. Yeah. But it's done. It's in the can. And now we can talk about real new movies because this is like a new release, but it's a 2017 movie. So it's like a weird situation. We're going to review the black and white version of this that's on HBO now, next. <laughs> Wait, there's a black and white version of this? Yeah, I'm almost positive. I saw like a another thumbnail and it said something like, uh, like the fucking like, the dirty version. <laughs> oh my God. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, well, they got it out of us anyways. They got four hours of my life, so I guess good for them. But no, next week we're talking new, new movies. I think next week is Godzilla versus Kong, right? Which is another one on HBO. Yep. Yes, it is. Cool. So... Keep your ears peeled for that. Uh, the best way to keep in touch with us and know when these episodes are coming out, subscribe to the show, uh, or you can follow us at two dudes movie reviews on Instagram. You can follow my personal page. If you'd like at sky two dudes, you can follow my page at Colin two dudes. That's right. Cause those are our names and that's our show. Suck it swampies. Yeah. Suck it swampies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure, sure.